0: it's called a collar. What you do with the collar is that you sell a covered call and then you take some of those monies that someone gave you for selling that call and then you buy a put.
1: Um, It's a money talks where I basically just try to educate people on different financial concepts by bringing on experts such as yourself. And again, I mean, let's, let's, Dorian, who are you? <laughs> Why am I bringing you on this podcast? <laughs> so, so a little bit of uh, debriefing. Dorian was on, or sorry, <laughs> O'Brien. Dorian, the Dorian way. O'Brien was on the podcast, I guess twenty eighteen. Just yeah, regular episode, sharing your story. Yeah, it was an awesome story. Super cool and. I decided to bring O'Brien back on because well I'll let, I'll let him tell a story. So so O'Brien, who are you? What what's your background? Why are you on here talking about options?
0: <laughs> um I'm on this I'm on this podcast talking about options because options are my passion. Options have been part of my life for almost two decades now and I have been in the markets since 93 since I was in high school and I've been I've been fascinated since I about options since I took an economics class. And back then, the economics teacher introduced us to options through the newspaper because the internet at that time was very new. Most people didn't have the internet. It was still, you know, dial-up and so forth. And but just following the stocks from a newspaper and watching the first Wall Street movie um, hook, got me hooked. And I knew at that time that um, if sports didn't work out for me, and I knew that the odds on that was not high, that I wanted to do something in the markets, so I started literally trading penny stocks in in high school. And then, to make a long story short, we can, wow. we can go over it. Um, I, you know, uh, progressed to eventually becoming a registered investment advisor, holding the Series sixty five or the license sixty five for registered investment advisors. I needed to do that to be able to start a hedge fund. I started a hedge fund. I ran a hedge fund for about a decade. That was a volatility hedge fund um, that we called the Dorian Fund. And um, from that, I spun off into teaching people how to trade options and call it the Dorian Way because I wanted to teach people how I traded for the most part in my volatility hedge fund. And um, so I've been doing that for about two years, and it's been passion for me. I can't believe how much I enjoy teaching people how to trade options. I thought that um, you know most people who say that teaching is you know a passion for some. I thought that was just you know hyperbole or some false statement to, to make people feel like you know being a teacher is important, and it is. Um, mm. um, but I don't know if most people love to be a teacher. Maybe it's just a you know a means to have security or something such as that. But for me I stumbled on it you know some people people asked me to teach them how to trade for a, um, a number of years and I refused and then decided to do it because a family member asked me to do it and um, and then at that same time I was st- started teaching someone that wasn't a family member and and it, it just instantly connected with me and, and since then I've I've taught um, a lot of people and it's 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 still a passion for me so turned it into a business
1: the 10,000 foot view of all, why, of why yeah, here.
0: yeah, yeah. It's a little, a little bit more into it, but uh, that's the, that's the gist.
1: Well, let, let's get into it. So, uh, you know, people n- know your story; or can h- they can hear your story? They can go back. I'll link the original episode in the in the show notes below. But okay. again, so I've, I've I've covered several different topics on Money Talk. So uh, I too held the S- Series sixty five, which kept me for a very long time from being able to speak about money in any shape, or form, or fashion on the podcast. Which Ever since I left my old firm, I'm very glad that those shackles are off of me. So one of the things that I wanted to do was, I like I said, I wanted to get people on here, whether that's myself for specific topics or other topics such as mortgages, real estate, options, etc. People who are experts in those fields to, like I said, teach people, help people understand. And naturally, <laughs> we've uh, we've talked about cash flow, we've talked about paying off debt, we talked about. Real estate. We've talked about GameStop, and then we're just jumping to options. We we didn't even have a, a stock episode, so maybe I made a mistake there. But I think options are super interesting. I do some for fun. Uh, it's my it's my play money. By no means am I you know running a hedge fund, but I understand the concept pretty pretty well. I mean, I would say I was licensed to <laughs> talk to people about it. So most people understand what a stock is. Explain the way you would to like a five year old. What is an option? It's a good
0: good question so an option could be uh, looked at as instead of having just one choice you have several choices when you're dealing with options and the best way i try to uh, explain it it's kind of give it a, an analogy um, and it's it's a few different analogies you can have for understanding an option one is that it's an it's like when you buy an option or sell an option in the open market, it's like um, dealing with an insurance company and not obviously five year olds don't deal with insurance companies, but um, not too many five year olds is trading options. So but I'll try to break it down as is as uh, easy as possible. So when you go buy insurance from, let's say, someone like Geico, you you pay them a premium and they have an obligation to take care of your car. For example, if it gets damaged based on the insurance you paid them, well, in the open market, it's the same type of concept. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can buy an option and that's acting like the purchaser of our insurance, or you can sell an option and that's actually being the insurance company and that's actually being Geico. When you sell an option to mm-hmm. someone, and this is what we primarily teach, is that you receive premium into your account immediately, just like the insurance company. And you never have to give that premium back, just like the insurance company. So if, if someone has an accident, then you can use those monies towards that accident or that problem with the option. We tell people to be the insurance company because the insurance company has the probabilities on their side. Um, it's you know, insurance companies like State Farm, Geico, Progressive—they've been around for a long time because they understand risk and they have the probabilities on their side. So mm-hmm. another analogy we use is being the house. When you are trading options, you can have the probabilities on your side, like, you know, like a casino, right? You can be the house. You can have a mm-hmm. greater than 51% chance of winning. And if you understand how to manage that, you can win over time. You don't, that doesn't, nec- that doesn't necessarily mean you'll win every time, but you can win. If you have the probabilities on your side, you could make money over time. And, and then the nas- last type of knowledge we try to, uh, to introduce is something where we're going to be talking about today, and that's covered calls as being the, the landlord. If you own a, what is called a standard lot of shares, which is 100 shares of almost any stock out there that has options attached to them, and a- almost 100% of them do now, and you can rent those shares out just like a landlord. I, I like to call it rent to own. You can Rent your shares out to someone to own. And if they hit a certain strike price or they meet a certain criteria, then they can take your shares at that point. But you get the appreciation uh, up, up into whatever that agreement is. So, for example, if you own a house for one hundred thousand, and your agreement is to sell your house to someone rent to own at one hundred and fifty thousand, well, once it gets to that point and they're able to do it, then they take your house at one hundred and fifty thousand, and you get that appreciation at fifty thousand appreciation from one hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand. So that's the that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Um, I have a few more analogies, but we can probably jump into that later as well, if well, it required. why don't we?
1: Why don't we? I love the Geico analogy. Why don't we use uh, myself as an example? I'm not going to mention any stock names because you know okay. I don't want to somebody misconstruing his advice. But I'll give you an, I'll give an example. Yesterday, I I sold a put mm-hmm. on a stock. I only sell covered puts, so. What the, so let me go ahead and give you some word of wisdom. Never, ever, ever don't get on Robinhood and get like level three trading options or uh, options access and then start selling things without collateralizing, you know, either the money or the stocks. If you don't, if you did not know what an option was before this morning, that's how you lose a lot of money. And, and I know people do it like once they actually know what they're doing, but I'm talking about for the for the novices. So I sold a put at $9 and 50 cents yesterday. So that means I collateralized $950 out of my account. So so the broker takes my $950 and says, we're going to hold this to the side because I'm agreeing, a put is I'm agreeing to buy that stock at that price if the stock goes below that price. So let's say the stock goes to $9.30, I'm agreeing to buy it at $9.50. Now, granted, it's trading at $14 a share right now, so I feel pretty confident. But I got paid, let's say it was $100 right now for that contract. That was my premium. Brian, talk me through what can happen from here? So I've got a put that I've sold and we can work on calls afterwards, but I've got a put that I've sold for $9.50, I've collateralized $950, what can happen from here? So
0: what happens is, is that based on your example is that you sold an option for nine, $9.50, it's time 100. So that's $950 and they you have to put that to the side. We call it like an escrow amount, just in case that stock goes mm-hmm. to zero and then what you did was a cash-secured put. And the cash-secured put is meaning that it's backed mm-hmm. by cash, and so you have all your, your potential max loss in the account when you take it when you do that trade. But your max loss before the premium you receive is $950 because that's the strike price you sold it at. But you received $100, yep. so that reduces your max loss. As we mentioned earlier, as the insurance company example, the insurance company never has to give back that premium that you pay them. They can put it towards an accident if you have an accident. So in your case, you received $100 in premium for example purposes. So your, your call spaces is $8.50. So the most you can lose is $850. And from that point on, because it has to go down so far from, you, I think you said 14, 1450 or whatever, it has to go from 1450 mm-hmm. and expire under 950, not at 950, uh, but under 950, before you have to take ownership of those shares and you don't start losing until 8 50 So if it's trading 90, 50, $8.50. So from that point on, people use this strategy as one of the most conservative strategies to own stock at a discount. It's like going to a mall and they have a discount going at your favorite store and your, your favorite jacket or sweater or whatever you want to um, you know you consider you you like to wear or whatever the case may be it's on sale in the store and you buy it at that point well with this stock it's it's trading at 14 mm. and you're saying okay i would love it at 950 so you take ownership at that point let's say if, if you're the option seller you have an obligation to take ownership at 950 and let's say it expires below 950 then you take ownership of the shares 100 shares at that point and then that's when the fun starts, because now you could do what is called covered calls and covered calls is, is just an extension to a very conservative strategy that I believe will outperform buying stock all the time. It will outperform it all the time um, o- over time. So if you want to own the shares, you can do what is called a covered call. And a covered call is like being the landlord. It's that example we gave earlier of renting out your shares to someone to own. Um, so. You could decide that you, you got it at 950. You can decide, well, you'll let somebody take ownership of it at $15. Right? So you sell something at $15, you'll receive some type of premium for it. It, it. it all depends on implied volatility of the options at that point, what's going on in the stock, whether just say for easy math, you get another $100 for selling it at, at 15. Right? So now your call space is at the very least drops from 850 to 750. So you don't start losing until that stock drops below 750. So now you can see how it can be so much more rewarding than someone just buying originally. Like let's say yesterday you went and bought at 1450. Well, if you bought there, well, you, you have mm-hmm. to, it has to go up at that point it immediately has to go up or you lose, right? Or you start losing, right? Obviously it can go up over time, but I'm just saying in that exact moment, it has to go up for you to start winning when you sell a naked or well, when you sell a cash-secured put, the way you indicated, it doesn't have to go up. It can start. It can go down, and you can still win. Um, and you don't have to take ownership unless it expires below that nine fifty. So, but in this example we're giving, you originally received a hundred dollars that lowered your call space from nine fifty to eight fifty. Now you did the covered call. You rented out your shares to someone to own. You received another hundred dollars. So now your your cost, cost space is at seven fifty. So, and if it's still trading at uh, four. 1450 you almost got a 50% drop of that stock before you have to before you start losing right so this is the this is the exciting part to me about how awesome options could enhance your your trading even if you are a, a buy and hold type of person doing something like we that we just that we're discussing can is is more conservative than buying and hold and you can have a better percentage of return over time I believe it would always outperform over time. Not necessarily initially, but over time, because you're always lowering your call spaces. Eventually you can own a hundred shares or thousands of shares for nothing, right? But the person who originally bought it, they're going to, you know, obviously it's the only, thing, only way they win if it keeps going up, right? It keep If it keeps going up. So you can have yeah. what, you know, you can have, you know, house money at at some point if you're using covered calls, um, the way we discuss it.
1: So, so one of the things that I wanted to make clear because we did do the episode on GameStop, just as a reminder, okay, this is very different than a hedge fund going out there and selling what's called naked calls. Okay, if I'm selling a covered call, I already own the stock. If I'm selling one contract, I already have a hundred shares of whatever, and the brokerage is Weeble, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, whoever. Is going, to collab- is going to take those shares and make them non- not usable <laughs> until that contract expires. So if I'm agreeing to sell a stock at a certain price through a call, through selling a call, I'm just collateralizing the stock that I already have. What a lot of these folks were doing that's making the news and all that, they were selling calls without owning the stock. They were banking on that stock tanking and it didn't. Okay, and now and then you end up in trouble because okay, I'm agreeing to sell you a stock at 15. I don't actually own the stock, and now the stock has gone to 50 or 500. <laughs> Some of examples. So that, I just wanted to make I just wanted to make a distinction. This is a significantly more conservative option. I personally don't know of anything in the public markets. I'm talking about the stock market. I don't know of anything where you're stacking the favors as much where you're stacking odds in your favor as much as this.
0: I would agree with I would agree with you on that. Um, it's super conservative and it to me it's better than buy and hold. And most people have heard of that strategy, you know, through your 401ks and things like that. You buy something, some mutual fund or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, and then you just you know maybe you check it every quarter or something like that, if that, right? Um and then you over yeah. time historically the market goes up. So um, historically you should make money over time but this this process mm-hmm. that we're talking about will outperform that in my belief over time because you're always lowering your call spaces collecting premium you're being that insurance company you're being that landlord renting out your shares um, and it gives it, it gives you some type of hedge because every time you sell every time you get someone an opportunity to buy your shares at a higher price you're that's lowering your risk it's like a, a somewhat of a hitch so what mm-hmm. what from that point on so we, we we tell people three different basic strategies around that cover call first you sell the the cash secured put right that's the first step first step you sell that cash secured put that you just indicated right and then once you have to take ownership mm-hmm. of it once it once it expires below your strike, and you have to take ownership of it. Then you become the landlord, okay, and you rent it out to own at a higher price, and you get all that appreciation to whatever price you decide to rent it out of. If the person does not meet the, it doesn't meet that price that you that you specify that you are okay with renting renting it to own at. Let's say you did it thirty days from now. You're at the it's trading at. You know, let's say fourteen dollars and you you tell someone, OK, if it's trading at twenty dollars in the next 30 days, then I'll give you the right to um, to buy my shares, to take my shares from me. Right. But if it's not trading at twenty dollars in the next 30 days, then whatever they paid you for that right, you get to keep. And then the contract expires just like insurance. You have to renew the contract then. So then you can do, you can sell another covered call for the next 30 days. And whatever monies they give you, let's say it's $100 again, that keeps lowering your call spaces each time. You do not have to give your shares away until it expires above the agreement price. And then after that, let's say it, it doesn't, it doesn't, your shares are not taken away. You can also sell a covered call and do what is called a collar. That's the third most conservative strategy that I believe options provide the most basic conservative person. It's called a collar. What you do with the collar is that you sell a covered call and then you take some of those monies that someone gave you for selling that call and then you buy a put. So when you Mm -hmm. buy a put, it gives you the right, but not the obligation to sell a hundred shares at a certain price. So for example, let's say we sold a covered call and we received $100 to sell that covered call. We can take a, all of that or a portion mm-hmm. of that and buy a put for that amount for $50 or $100. And then we are lim- minimizing or limiting our downside. So let's just say we bought a put at, um, you, sold it, you, you originally sold it at nine fifty. dollars you um, you sold a covered call and you buy a put at let's say eight fifty. So that means you cannot lose mm-hmm. anymore after it goes down past eight fifty because the put that you buy is protection. It's it's offsetting your losses at that point. Right. So you can't lose below eight fifty, and then you can't win above twenty. Let's say the strike price that you sold. So you're you're bracketing yourself mm-hmm. in. You limiting the, you, you're minimizing your upside gains and you're minimizing your downside risk. Okay? So it's called a collar. And to me, this is this is a, a, an amazing strategy for people who, once again, are buying hold. Let's say you have more than 100 shares, right? And you don't want to sell a covered call on all your shares. Well, maybe you sell a covered call or a collar type of strategy on half your shares. So you're protecting yourself, especially if you had a big gain over a while and you're afraid that maybe the market's going to pull back some, then you just, you just collar off some of your shares. And that will, that will help you, you know, outperform when the market goes down, because you are, you have hedged yourself, you've had some of your losses and, and, you know, you know, stock, stock can go down 20% easy. Earnings can come out. The earnings can be poor mm-hmm. and the stock can drop 20% easily. Obviously it can go up 20% as well, but we, we are, we're more concerned about the risk side, right? If it's going up we, most of the time we're making money because that's what most retail investors do. They're long, meaning they're bullish. They're, they make money when something goes up. Um, so, it, But a lot of retail investors don't know how to use these type of strategies to hedge or minimize the downside, especially when you have a lot of gains because, you know, you get, a, you, I know you get concerned. Uh, I know that, um, most retail people that we teach get concerned once they've had big gains, they wonder, you know, what happens if the if I lose all this? You know, but they're afraid also to just sell some of their shares because they're afraid of missing out of something mm-hmm, continuing going up, right? So so it's a catch mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of a catch twenty two. So for to the kind of balance that out, I tell people, okay, you have you have uh let's say you have four hundred shares of you know Apple and you are afraid that apples is going to you know go down and you're afraid that it might it's going to continue to go up if you limit your upside by doing a covered call right so you just collar it off half of it right so you have 200 that can still run as high as whatever apple can run up to and then you have 200 that was gonna it's going to minimize the the downside if apple falls right because and um, what co- goes up must come down. Things don't go up into into perpetuity. It might feel that way um, sometime like, you know, Tesla and so forth. But uh, in the last uh, three weeks, last month or so, people, f- you know, felt that, OK, Tesla can go down. Right? It hasn't went down a significant amount as much as it went up. But for some people, that's been painful, the drop that it's had recently.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially I, if I they think bought that, at the top.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people did. And a lot of people bought, you know, options. They bought calls and they don't realize that when you're the option, when you're the option buyer, then you are the purchaser of insurance. And how often do you win when you buy insurance from your insurance company? You buy car insurance, you buy life insurance, you buy house insurance. How often do you win? Right. It's a losing game. It's a losing game. Um, and. And, and so I, I tell people you have to you have to do this thing, you have to do this, use these options um, with the odds on your side. And to me, options are the most fascinating strategic um, instrument out there to use. Um, you can use it as conservatives as the strategy which just this this excuse me this just discussed, or we can use it um, in a more advanced way, right? So I um, I mentioned I had the mm-hmm. the series sixty five just like just like you did. Um, I also had the Series Three for commodity pool operators, or some people have it a Series Three for commodity trading advisor. I traded a lot of options on on futures and so forth, and we teach people how to do that with um, in the Dorian way. But um, it's a little bit more advanced, but it's still having odds on your side and so forth. And once you once you graduate from you know doing covered calls and and collars and cash secured puts, this and that might be something people you know gravitate to. But you never have to grad, graduate from the covered call, the collar, or the secure put. I think it's an amazing strategy for people who work um, a full time job or someone that just wants to, you know, most you know, for the most part, sit and hold. This it's a strategy that will definitely enhance your portfolio because you have options.
1: <laughs> and personally, I'm. I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm not a big fan of the stock market, honestly. When it comes to buy and hold, just general public securities, mm. um, I'm a cash flow guy. I like things that make me money. I don't like mm. things that just magically are held in the place and go up and down, and that that's zero use to me. Give me a real estate property. Give me a business. Give, I don't know. Give me anything that just puts money in my pocket. And options are just so fascinating to me because it's it's almost like the cheat. It's almost like a cheat code. Like I don't even have to own this stock to make money off of it. Like, like selling, selling that put, like the money I made off of selling that put yesterday is real money. Like it's already in my account. I can do whatever Mm -hmm. I want with it. And -hmm. and like you said, what I think is so cool from a pure statistical standpoint, like you said, like, let's say, um, that stock goes down to $9 and I have to buy it, which I mean, I could roll the put, which I would probably honestly do uh, (laughs) if I had enough time, but that's another strategy. But, uh, let's say I have to buy it at nine. Well, it essentially cost me eight fifty. So I can go sell a call at nine fifty if I want to, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm still making money, and I got additional premium for selling that call. So it's it's just it's almost unfair.
0: No 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 doubt, and and it's 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 unfortunate that most people don't understand. It's it's a lot of people that's sitting on that has IRA accounts or um, you know just have a regular margin account or whatever the case may be. They have a bunch of shares and they just letting it sit there. Because they don't know about this type of strategy, and most brokers firms will allow you to do it because it's it's super conservative. It, you it's three type of layers mm-hmm. of options, or they have tier one, two, tier two, and tier three. And this this situation that goes the sorry if you heard that that goes the bell. The market is just opened. All the brokers firms allow you to do this, and if they don't, you need to get a new brokers fir- broker firm because it's 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 super conservative and. Um, it's better than, once again, just buying and holding. And um, it's it's a way that if you enhance this, it's, an, it's another way you can enhance this. Let's just say you buy a stock. Say you buy stock in the SPY. SPY is the S&P 500 mm-hmm. index. It's, a, it's an ETF or it's, it's almost like a mutual fund that trades like a stock. And it's the S&P 500, mm-hmm. which is the broad market. Most professionals benchmark themselves to the S&P 500. I used to do that. It's not going to go to zero, right? S and P five hundred is not going to go to zero. So let's say you buy stock in the S and P five hundred, to SPY, and that gives a dividend each quarter, right? So you you buy the stock, you're collecting a dividend. That's that's money coming in. Like like you just said, you just don't like to have something hold that don't provide you some type of benefit besides appreciation, right? Because you don't know if you're going to get appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, over time, yeah, that's probably been the case. But it all depends on what you're trading. Some things go to zero. Some things go to bank, uh, go out of business, right? But the S and P 500, the, the 500 largest traded companies in the in the United States, is not going to go out of business. So you buy, let's say, you buy 100 shares of that. You get a dividend every quarter, so that's you know four times a year. And then let's say you sell a covered call on it every month. Right. So that that's potential, potentially getting another dividend 12 times, 12 more dividends. Right. So now you got 16 times in a year, potentially that you're getting a dividend. You know, someone's paying you something, you're collecting monies. And if it's going up, you can get appreciation as well, as long as it don't go past your strike. But if it does, that's fine. Your shares are gone. And then you do the whole process all over again. Don't be don't be afraid to give away your shares, because most of the time when you give those shares away, it's probably been some really decent appreciation. And then you might get a a, a fallback. And if you don't, you just sell and you sell a cash secured put at the price that you're okay with owning those shares again. And you just keep the process going, Mm -hmm. because when you sell that cash secured put, you're going to get another dividend. Let's use that terminology still. Someone's going to pay you some money. They're going to pay you that premium, just like the insurance company, and you never have to give that back. Okay, That's your money. It's going to go into your cash account immediately. And then if it expires above your short put strike again, you keep that and you just keep repeating. Rinse and repeat. It's a it's a strategy that, once again, is it's super conservative and all retail investors should know of it especially if you own a hundred shares of whatever, because most stocks almost hundred percent of stuff out there now have options attached to it and you can use it in, yeah. in a way that we just talked about selling um, something monthly, some cover call monthly. And if the options are not rich enough, maybe you can sell a cover call every quarter or once a year, whatever the case may be, you should be selling cover calls against your stock. And in, in my opinion to at the very least reduce your call spaces and and, collect a little bit more money.
1: Well, and and the thing that I think needs to be really beat home here is don't sell options against a stock that you don't want, that you're not okay with owning, okay? Because you might get exercised and you might Mm -hmm. have to have 100 shares. Also, Mm -hmm. don't sell options against a stock that you just don't want to sell under under any circumstances. Me personally, there's probably no stock on God's green earth, that, uh, that I don't want to sell under any circumstances. There's a price. <laughs> I will gladly, if I get assigned something, I will gladly sell it to you at a price. I just would like for that price to be higher than what I paid for. That's that's exactly. my goal. Um, exactly. so, so how, here's what's, here's, what's really shocking to me. I feel pretty confident in my ability to outperform pretty much a buy and hold strategy, selling options, even like part-time. Mm-hmm. But you keep calling it so conservative. How is this possible? Like, you, and I agree with you that it's very conservative. I feel way safer doing that than buying any form of individual stock or mutual fund. Yeah, it's just so juicy.
0: Yeah. So, so the the what makes it conservative is you got to understand the premise of what we're comparing it to. Right. Mm-hmm. We're comparing it to going out and buying the stock at the current market price. So. I just say we were buying Starbucks and Starbucks is trading at a hundred dollars a share. Right. And we wanted mm-hmm. to buy a hundred shares of Starbucks at a hundred dollars. So that's going to be a hundred times a hundred. It's going to mm-hmm. be $10,000 that you have to come up with, right? You have to put out $10,000. And then when you buy those hundred shares for $10,000, it has to go up immediately. If it, do- if it goes down or mm-hmm. if it stays at the same price, you're not making any money, right? So it has to, if you only way you win, if it goes up, right? So that's the buy and hold process. Okay. Starbucks pays a dividend. You'll get a dividend every quarter, but that's about it, right? Um, if it goes down and it goes down more than that dividend, then obviously you're losing in that, in that, that scenario as well. The scenario we're talking about using that same example of Starbucks, instead of buying a hundred shares at, a share, you sell a 90 strike put on Starbucks Mm -hmm. and you collect $100. If Starbucks goes from 100 to 90, that's a 10% drop. It would have to drop by 10% before you even lose or have to take ownership of the shares at that point. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you sold the shares at 90 and you received, you sold that put at 90 and received $100. So your call space is. Is actually 89. Okay. It's not 90 mm-hmm. because you, you, that $100 you receive, it goes to, towards your cost basis, right? You don't start losing 89. So they just say at that point, you got someone who bought the shares at 100, it drops 10%. They're down, right? They're down, they're down 10%. You sold it at 90 at the same time the person bought at 100. You received. The stock is now trading at, let's say, $89.99 because you had to take ownership of it. But because you received $100 initially, you're up 1%, right? The other person is down Mm -hmm. 10%. You're up 1% already. And Starbucks has dropped 10%. You're up 1%. So then you immediately decide to sell a covered call at the 100 strike, right? Starbucks was originally tra- trading at 100. It went down to 90. You had to take ownership around that price. Now you're selling a covered call at 100, right? So it has to go back up, you know, more than 10%, right? And you yep. you receive another $100. Right? You receive another $100. So before anything, before anything happens once you sell that covered call at 100 at 100 strike and you receive another $100, you're up 2% already. And we go over this in classes and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's probably hard to follow if you're not uh, accustomed to this. It's probably hard to visualize what I'm saying in in in, in your head. But just just understand that in this scenario we're given right now, the person who sold the the the, the put first is up two percent, and the person who sold the or bought the shares is down ten percent. So this this is a scenario what happens if it falls right if some if the stock falls obviously if the stock goes mm-hmm. up and it goes up more than let's say um 1% based on the example that we gave of the person selling the 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 $100 put initially then yeah the other person is going to outperform at that point but that's fine you're okay with that you can just keep selling um cash secured puts until you have to take ownership and then you do what we just talked about the covered call and then you can also do what we talked about earlier, the, yep. the collar. But the the magic in this is, is that you're receiving monies every time you sell something. Every time you sell the put or every time you sell the call, you're receiving monies. And you can get the appreciation if it goes up. If it goes down, you have a lower cost basis than the person who bought the shares. So it's it, you have less risk and Potentially, to over time have a greater chance of making money, more money than the person who just buys. Because eventually, a stock is going to slow down, and then it's going maybe it's going to consolidate for a while, and you're just selling the call against it each time, you know, collecting that premium and so forth. And if you are if you are one of these people that like to do this strategy, and you and you, but you are just like you were saying earlier, some people like at no cost do they want to lose their shares. Well, it's some things you can do, and that's probably for another podcast, but it's some things you can do. You don't have to give away your shares. But I'm not one of those people. I'm like you. I I will give my shares, gladly give my shares away at the price that I indicate. And then I'll just repeat the process. You know, if I still love the company, I'll just sell some puts against it. And if I have to, I'll sell a put at the money where the stock is currently trading at. If I love it so much. Right. And I'll be able to collect more monies if I'm selling it right where it's currently trading at and still have lower risk than the person who's buying it right where it's, it's trading at. So using that Starbucks example, if it's trading at one hundred dollars a share, the person who sells at buys it at one hundred dollars a share has to give up, t- has to put up ten thousand dollars and has to go up. The person who sells at one hundred dollars a share, they're probably going to receive, let's say, two hundred dollars for that, for selling it at one hundred dollars a share. So now their call space is at ninety eight, and it can it can it has to drop two percent before they even start losing, and you you get to keep that two hundred dollars, right? So that's to me mm-hmm. it's still better, even if you are doing it at the same price. I like to give a little room. I like to have the stock be able to go down a little bit. I want to get it at a real good size discount before I have to take ownership of it. So to me, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: man, we could probably talk for hours on this, but we, we, we really shouldn't <laughs> because we, we both have a hard stop, but man, this is, this is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. T- tell people you obviously teach this, you, you have an entire program, tell people who are listening, how can they, uh, learn more about your program. I know you do a bunch of webinars, you give away a lot of free information. You can. Uh, you also have, have a paid program. Tell folks uh, about the Dorian Way.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you. So the Dorian Way is an options mentoring firm that specializes in teaching individuals how to trade options on a one-on-one basis. So we have four different packages. We have a three-month package and we have a six-month and a 12-month package. And then we have a trading club. So every Everything that we do, including our trading club, includes one-on-one mentoring. So, with our trading club, what what what's included in it is that if you have a problem, let's say you have an an account that you are having a problem with your options or your stock, whatever the case may be, then we will jump on a call with you and help you with your problem. Tell you how we would fix that problem. You know, it's not. um, It's it's basically looking at your issue and say, okay, if it was me, this is what I would do. It's not giving you advice on what you should do, which is telling you what I would do if I was in your situation or what we would do if we was in your situation. And you can take that advice or I mean, you can take that that opinion or you can you know, do something else. But this is how we help people. We try to be committed to helping people be successful. And a number of times people need to, you know, they need help walking through the process. They need help setting up a platform. They need help um putting on their first option trade. They need help with doing the covered call that we talked about, do, selling the naked put. They need, you know, to to feel comfortable doing that process because it's different than just reading a book. But the Dorian Way, we 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 teach people how to trade options and based on what we just said, um we have classes that we do uh, group-wise throughout the week and then we have um, obviously one-on-one type of um mentoring that you can that you can have as well and what we try to teach people is how to um, build a foundation with the basics of options first we teach you we have what what we call our course one what everyone does it's the durian Way school um we teach you how we teach you the basics we teach you how to um, sell a put spread we teach you how to read your account understand what's going on when to take profits um, how to fix things that go wrong. We teach you how to hedge. We teach you how to find trade ideas. Um, and we teach you based on what your situation is. Let's say you, once again, someone who have, works a full-time job, um, you, you, you wanna use options, but you don't wanna learn um, something past what we discussed. Well, we teach you how to do the covered call, how to do this cash-secured put, how to do the collar, how to do those things. Um, and, um, in a successful way that you could outperform just buying and holding. Um, mm-hmm. and so that, that's, that's the, the, if you are interested in learning more about the Dorian Way, you can go to our site, um, dorianway.com. That's dorianway.com. We do a, we have some type of free webinar, uh, once a week at least. And, It's usually for about an hour. Sometimes it's at lunchtime. Sometimes it's in the evening. Sometimes it's on the weekends. We try to spread it spread out the different times. And we go over all these different type of topics. And if you are new to options, you can jump on. Sometimes it might sound a little um, advanced, but we always go over the basics because we try to uh, cater to people who are new to options. Um, But even if you are you know, if you're new, you're usually only gonna get about ten percent, maybe twenty percent of what we're saying, but that's fine. Keep coming back, keep learning. Um, you'll 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 get it. Options are fascinating. That's why you probably hear so many people talking about options recently, um, especially uh, people with accounts on uh, Robinhood and so forth. They are jumping into options, and uh, because options are fascinating, right? But most people who jump into options, the mm-hmm. the buyer, the, the buyer is the it's, it's the you're not the house when you're the buyer. You do not have the odds on your side when you're the buyer. And I can go over that in a, in a long-winded reason why. But you want to be you want to be the house. You want to be a casino. You want to be the insurance company. If that's the case, um, you can be profitable over time um, and consistently make money. We try to help people consistently make money on a monthly basis to at least supplement their income because that's how I used to get paid in my hedge fund is monthly based on gains so i try to teach people how to do that how to set that up on their own account manage their own money and uh, be able to control at least some part of your financial life so that's uh
1: that's Mm. the dorian way i love it i love it well again dorianway.com folks check it out well brian thanks for coming on i really appreciate you this was fun
0: thank you i appreciate you having me on it's uh it was a joy last time and it's definitely been a joy this time as well
1: awesome awesome for everybody manhoodpod.com or info at manhoodpod.com. You got ideas, thoughts, people you want to interview, criticism, keyword constructive criticism. Don't just complain, offer a solution. And outside of that, we'll talk to you guys soon.